This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, October 5th, 2014. Opposites distract faith versus fear. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, thank you so much for this beautiful day and for the opportunity to worship you freely. Open our hearts that we might receive what you would have in store for each one of us. We all have different desires. We all have different needs, different hurts. Lord, minister to us. We thank you for that. And help us be changed and transformed by your love and by your word. We pray this in your name. And everybody gathered sad. Amen. Mm-hmm. So you know, Indiana Jones, he was able to, to, to get that done, but he had one really, really great fear. Do you know what it was? Snakes. Snakes, yeah, yeah. Fear of snakes. You know what that's called? Ophidiophobia. Who's used that word this week? <laughs> Ophidiophobia. You know, he's not alone on that one. I'm sure several of us have a little snake fear. A lot of people also have a fear of spiders, arachnophobia. Truth is, the list of fears or phobias come in all shapes and sizes. Some are, you know, like trypanophobia. Yeah, you got to have trypanophobia? What's that? Well, that's a fear of injection or medical needles. Or how about this one? Triskaidekaphobia. That's a fear of the number 13. Yeah, 13. And then there's the, the granddaddy of them all, phobophobia. <laughs> That's the fear of being afraid. <laughs> well, some of these fears can seem pretty exotic. That being said, most of us have a fear, one kind of fear or another at one time or another. According to the book of lists, we would like to share the top 10 human fears. And we're going to start at number 10. Number 10 is dogs. Number nine is loneliness. Number eight is flying. Anybody have an idea what number seven is? Crashing. Crashing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that, all right, from a pilot's voice. Coming from the pilot. That's good. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> uh, fear of not flying. <laughs> It's not your fear. Fear we, of we not know flying. That you can handle that, David. <laughs> All right. Number seven is death. Hello. Wow. Hello. Okay, we're going to go right on down the line. Six, sickness. Five, deep water. Four, financial problems. Three, insects and bugs. Number two, heights. Drum roll, please. Number one, speaking before a group. So check this out. Number one is speaking for seven is that so most of us then would rather be in the casket (laughs) than given the eulogy. (laughs) I'm just saying. All righty. We're talking about fear (laughs) versus faith. Fear's not always a bad thing. You know, fear sometimes keeps us in check. It helps us avoid doing things that we shouldn't do or going into bad places, places that aren't the safest. They help us avoid people. Fear helps us avoid people. 
who might hurt us. You know, we get this like feeling inside. Um, the challenge is when we allow that fear to get in the way of everyday living, especially when it um, is about living for God and what God wants for us and trusting God, when it gets in the way of being a faith-filled follower of Jesus Christ. And when that happens, there's like this roadblock and we're not able to do what God really wants us to do. You know, um, fear versus faith. If, if there's a lot of fear, faith really can't occupy that same space, can it? You know, you're either like really faithful or you're really fearful. So faith versus fear. So what is this faith that we talk about? Well, in Hebrews 11, Hebrews is in the second part of the Bible there, the New Testament. Hebrews 11, 1 tells us this, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so faith allows us to be sure of things that we don't actually see, allows us to believe things that others might say are not really there, but we are merely hoping for. We're able to have faith not because we see it, but because we're able to see the results. It's it's kind of like we know the wind is real, not because we see it, but because we see what it does. We feel it against our skin. We know there's electricity and the wires in, that are running through these walls, not because we see electricity, but because we saw these lights came on when we turned on the switch. In other words, we see the effect. We see what it brings about. We have faith in God, not necessarily because we see God, although in the person of Jesus Christ, we did get to see God, but we don't actually see God, but because we see what God has done, is doing, and will do. We're able to have faith because God has been faithful to us. Here at Connection, we know God is real because we see what God has done and is doing in people's lives, the, the changes, the transformations, the opportunities for new life. It isn't blind faith that we have here. We have seen God in action and therefore, we have a very, very real and visible faith. Let's check this out. It's from gotquestions.org. It faith is an absolute belief that God is constantly working behind the scenes in every area of our lives, even when there is no tangible evidence to support the fact. On the other hand, fear, simply stated, is unbelief or weak belief. You know, we don't always have tangible, tangible proof that God is at work, but we have faith because of what we have seen in the past. We know that God is part of what is going on, even if in that particular moment we don't see God right then and there. Our experience, our experience tells us that God is there, and our experience also tells us, as that quote shares, that fear is the result of unbelief or weak belief. We fear that which we don't know, what we're unsure of, what we don't believe. It is important to understand that faith is not something that we can just will into being. We just can't click our fingers and make it happen. One day we're not faithful, the next day we're faithful just by some click of the fingers. 
It's not something that we can produce in ourselves. We find in the Bible there's a great scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Say it with me. For it is by faith, grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. So no one can boast. And so the faith necessary to believe that Jesus lived and died for our sins is a gift given to us by God. Through this faith, we're able to accept the gift of grace, the gift of unconditional love that Jesus offers us. This gift of faith allows us to stop saying no to Jesus, to his offer of a relationship with us, and and allows us to not be fearful of faithfully taking that next step, even though we might not be absolutely sure where that next step might lead. In fact, if you're following Jesus, I guarantee you, you don't know where that next step's going to lead, even though we might not be sure where God might ask us to go. But we can faithfully follow Jesus before we know exactly where we're going, thanks to faith. As we said, faith is not just something that we can will into being. And it's really easy to get down on ourselves, isn't it? Get down on ourselves for not being more faithful, especially if we're the type that you know, might worry a lot, or if we're the type that needs more details before jumping off or going this way or approaching this person or whatever it is. And, you know, we just can't, as I said, snap our fingers and make ourselves more faithful. We can't overcome our fears by simply focusing on faith. So that leads us to this question. How can we become more faithful if we can't force it to happen? So consider this. In Paul's letter to the Galatian church in the New Testament, we call it the book of Galatians, He compares us to a fruit tree. When we live as God would have us live, when we have a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ, when we allow the Holy Spirit to be alive in us, we bear fruit, just like a healthy tree does. We bear fruit. And the fruit we bear, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, includes, say it with me, it includes love, Love, joy, joy, peace, peace, patience, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness, and self-control. You see right in the middle there, faithfulness is one of those fruits of the Holy, that the Holy Spirit produces in us when it happens when we're living spiritually healthy lives. You know, unhealthy trees don't produce good fruit, do they? And just like if we're not spiritually healthy, the Holy Spirit's going to have trouble producing good fruit in us but when we're spiritually healthy then we're producing this kind of spiritual fruit Um, when we focus uh, when our focus is where it needs to be when we're connected with Jesus the life he offers when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to be at work in us focusing on God focusing on those around us faithfulness then is just we can't help it it's just one of the results of that it just comes forth Um, 
We can, uh, and it takes time though. Good fruit takes time. It's not, an, any of you have uh, fruit, I have a little plum, we have a little plum tree in the yard. Man, oh man, you see these little green ones? It took a while for them to mature and then finally to fully ripen so they were where they were supposed to be. Good fruit doesn't happen instantly. It develops, it ripens. The Holy Spirit brings it when we are living Christ-centered lives, when we're living for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and those around us, when we're doing the things God would have us do, when we kind of let go of our power over the situation and we allow God to work through us. When that happens, we can't help but be more faithful. It's a fruit the Holy Spirit produces in us as we get ever closer to Jesus Christ. And so how do we do that? How do we get closer to Jesus, which allows us to become more faithful, which will allow us to get more closer to Jesus, which will allow us to become more faithful? You get what I'm saying here. It kind of goes around and around, but you have to start somewhere. Mm. So faith then involves letting go enough to, to, to trust God with your life. And that's hard, isn't it? If you've not done that, it's hard to let go enough to trust God with your life. And, and it doesn't happen all at once. And a lot of times it comes with a little testing of the waters. And that starts with doing the things that we talk a lot about here. First of all, prayer. Prayer. Not just the wish list prayer, this is what I want, God. No. Prayer is when we really talk with, 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 not to, with God. Talking and listening, trying to hear what God is speaking into our lives. It also includes reading the Scripture, reading the Bible, and not just reading the words and trying to get through it as quickly as possible, but meditating on what it says, trying to glean what God is speaking to us through God's written Word. Once again, you know, being in communication, uh, uh, being communicated through what God is saying to us. So prayer, reading the Bible, those are ways. And also worship. I love worship. But it's not just a Sunday morning thing. Worship is a lifestyle. It's 24-7. It's an attitude of putting God first, of of talking to God, of allowing God to sink into the inside of ourselves, you know, the pores. Worship, it is praising and celebrating, but we can do that at home, we can do it in the car, whatever we're doing, and it's mm. not just music. It's just our attitude of gratitude throughout the day, throughout the moments. Sometimes it's moment by moment, isn't it? And also just throughout the week. And it's not just the, these three disciplines. You know, being in small groups, there's uh, time uh, you know, being alone and focusing. You know, we, we have a spiritual discipline of the month. You know, focus on those things. They help us to get ever closer to God. And, and as we get ever closer through these disciplines, there will come a point where God gives you the opportunity to do something you haven't done before something that you maybe feel very inadequate doing. 
something maybe you're even afraid to think about. You know, it's like we talked a couple weeks ago <clears throat> about David slaying Goliath with a sling and a stone. Now, David wasn't unsure, but everybody else was. <laughs> you know, that looked like an, an unbelievable task. Everybody thought he was quite ill-prepared. But see, God used David's training in the field that had been training for years before this happened. God used that to do something incredible. You see, in that case, David was faithful not fearful. Another example is when God called Moses through the burning bush to save God's people from Pharaoh, take them out of Egypt into the promised land. Now Moses was fearful. Read Exodus chapter 3 and those chapters that go after that. Moses was fearful. He felt quite inadequate. He gave God lots and lots of excuses. No way, no way. But God equipped him and used from Moses' past experience. And Moses did lead God's people to freedom. Moses' faith overcame his fears. Mm. I remember when I was 15, I was asked to give the, the message on Youth Sunday at my home church uh, up in Newark there. And a lot of people don't believe this, that I was, though I'm pretty shy, and, and especially then, you know, the idea like in school of having to get up in front of the class and give an oral report was, was so not my bag. You know, I'm, that was not in my wheelhouse. And yet, that's exactly what God called me to do when I was 15. Then it was about close to 20 years later, um, in that same church, I was asked to give another message, which I did. And then it was about maybe five years after that, I... I, I gave a, a message in our home church. Um, it was my last Sunday there because the next Sunday I was going into ministry, and so I've been doing that pretty much every Sunday for almost, almost uh, 20 years now. Uh, and that's not because back when I was 15, I said, yeah, Lord, <laughs> take me. <laughs> but over the years, faith has overcome fear in order to do what God calls me to do. Amen. You know, in a number of these examples, the people had a choice. They could step back in fear or step up in faith. Step back in fear or step up in faith. Stepping up in faith or stepping out in faith allows us to experience God's incredible blessings. Now, so oftentimes we will say, God, I will step out in faith, but kind of show me first. That is not how it works. <laughs> God wants the obedience, the stepping out in faith, and then we receive incredible blessing when we trust, when we have faith, and we step out in faith. So, what about you? Faith or fear? As we said today and through this series, opposites distract. We can't let fear distract us from being faithful. We, we can't allow fear to rob us of being faithful with God, to what God is calling us to. In the midst of our fears, in spite of our fears, it's important for us to take these faith steps 
even if at first they're just a little tiny baby <laughs> faith steps. That's okay if that's necessary in order to push that fear aside as we listen to what God is calling us to. No matter how big God's plans are, no matter how fearful they might seem, it all starts with a simple step of faith. You know, every journey starts with one step, doesn't it? And in this case, a faith step. And then faith step by faith step by faith step, we walk through those fears until we're able to leave them behind and realize the blessings that God has in store. Faith is a gift, a gift that allows us to experience the blessings that God has to offer, but the blessings only come after we step out in faith. Some of you have taken that faith step today by just showing up. If you're here for the first time today, we're so glad you're here, and that was a big step to just come in, to get out of your car, to walk through the parking lot, to come in through the doors. And for others who have, might have been around for a while, another faith step might be showing up at the picnic, but I don't know anybody. But step out in faith, you just mm. might find somebody that would be a new friend, a new connection. Just showing up at Alpha, another huge faith step for people. But those faith steps, one, after another, after another, allow us to experience blessing after blessing. Now, for others of you, maybe you've been here for a while, maybe the faith step God is calling you to today is the step where you stop saying no to this relationship with Jesus Christ. See, maybe today is the day that, uh, that you say to Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, I can't save myself. <laughs> I understand you're the one that can save me. I'm going to open up. Even though I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, I'm going to open up and invite you into my life, Jesus. Wow. If that's your faith step today, we, we encourage you. We encourage you to take it, to overcome that fear, and take that step. You can take it to your seat. You can take it up front. Taking the back, uh, Bruce and Pat would love to pray, pray with you through that. That would be awesome to take that step. So here's a question for all of us here today. Where is God telling you to step out in faith? Because God is telling all of us in some area to do that. Where is God calling you to leave your fear behind and trust in him? and take that faith step. Where is it that God has blessings for you far beyond what you could ever imagine in your mind's eye? And God's just waiting for you to take that one step, that baby step, so that God can indeed deliver the blessing. Where is God call, calling you to step out in faith and leave your fears behind. We just want to take a minute right now, just a minute, where we can each consider that question and 
we're going to have a little bit of silence, you know, 30 seconds or so. It would be great if we could do an hour, but just a little mm -hmm. bit of time where we can think, where is it that God wants us to step out in faith and leave our fear behind? And then we'll have a prayer, and then we'll experience God's gift to us called Holy Communion. So let's go to God one-on-one -on -one in prayer. God, I would pray that as a result of us spending time together this morning and as a result of a little bit of quiet time with you, that we would be encouraged, Lord, to trust you just a little bit more and have a little bit more faith and a lot less fear. Thank you, God, for your love for your grace, and for the gift of faith. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church, please visit our website at connectioncc.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash connectioncc. You can also contact our church office at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.